Hello and welcome to episode 18 of Journey to Organization. I'm Rebecca Saltzman uh, from Balagan Be Gone. And I first want to just tell you all that last week there was a mistake. Um, I had thought that I had sent the correct episode uh, early and, uh, <coughs> excuse me, no one in the office had really recognized that I didn't until afterwards they played it and I guess some ladies complained um, or pointed out the error and uh, I resent the right one which aired last week and so um, I apologize for the error. Uh, I'm not really sure what happened. I've been sick for about two weeks so uh, excuse my voice. Um, and um, I'll try to answer. I have a lot of voicemails, so I'll try to answer as much as I can. Um, I I first want to just talk about um, gosh, so many great questions this week. Um, I first want to talk about. Um, compost, which was a question I got a, a bunch of times again, um, how New York City is composting. Um, composting is really easy. Um, it's just uh, in, in New York City compost, you can put in basically anything that um, grew or walked. Uh, you can put in vegetable peelings, you could put in animal bones, you can put in cooked food even, any food. So anything that you would scrape into the trash off of your plate can go into the compost. Um, that will make your compost smell a little bit more uh, if you put food in, but you know you just take it out to the big bins right away and that shouldn't um, be an issue. Um, I personally um, don't have municipal compost where I live in Haifa, um, although many neighborhoods in Israel do have it, like Modi'in or Zichron Yaakov. Um, a lot of cities in the Golan have it, um, but we don't yet. Um, so I just compost in my yard, which means I can't put in any animal scraps or any cooked food. I can only put in like vegetable peelings or um, rotten vegetables that like maybe I didn't get to on time or, or just got, you know, stuck in the back of my fridge and forgotten about, which, you know, sometimes happens even to me. Um, uh, so, right, so that's all I can put in my, my, uh, my compost. We actually had some chickens, and we were putting the compost in with the chickens because they can eat anything as long as you don't put chicken in there. Um, but unfortunately, we had some issues with a predator, so the chickens didn't really work out for us. But yeah, that's, that's composting in a nutshell. If anybody has a specific question, please let me know. Um, it's really not hard. It's the same thing as if you were separating um, plastic recycling from you know, glass recycling, if you had different um, streams of recycling. Um, right, so I'm open to any, um, any questions that anybody has about that, but um, if you have a specific question, let me know, um, and I would be happy to discuss that. Um, what I want to talk about is I got a, a bunch of questions about um, I got a bunch of questions about um, 
how is it that I do laundry every day? Isn't that not environmentally friendly? Um, <clears throat> like how can I, you know, isn't it better to just do it once? So in Israel, um, most people have really, really small washers. It's seven kilo washer, what I have. That's approximately 14 pounds. Um, it's a front-loading washer. It's pretty small. Um, when we lived in New York, we had a laundry room in the basement of our building where we had those giant four-time washers for, like, size, time, size washers. And I would just do two loads once a week, and that was fine, and I would do them at the same time, and the whole process took me two hours. But here, my washer is really small, and um, if you put too much stuff in it, it won't get clean, and it's not really a good washer. We bought it secondhand. Um, we don't actually own it. Our landlord owns it. Um, and so it's not like a great washer. It's not the one that I would have bought myself, but um, it's small. And I know that like when I go to visit my parents, my mom, um, after like 25 years, just had to get a new washing machine. And... Like I could, I'm five foot ten, okay? I could actually get into the washing machine. <laughs> like when I pick something out of the bottom, I have to like push myself over the edge. My feet are definitely off the floor trying to reach the very bottom of the washing machine. That's a huge washing machine. If I had a huge washing machine like that, I would do one load of laundry a week and be done. But um here, the reason why I try to do a load every single day is I just sort of do it so I can pace myself. So, for example, one day I do the sheets, one day I do the towels, one day um, I'll do the clothing. Um, I'll probably have to do two loads of the clothing plus a load of whites. And, like, that's one every single day. <laughs> um, now, regarding, like, the... For me, from an organizational perspective... That's easier because then I'm not assaulted with like a huge mountain of clean laundry. Um, I don't like that. Um, it's really hard. It's, it's, I just, I don't like it. Um, I'd rather, usually I wash the sheets in the morning and I put them back on the bed in the afternoon. Um, it's just easier. I, I think personally, I don't want to stand around folding sheets, but you know, they need to get washed. So, so that's, that's the way that I've managed to tackle laundry um but for some people they prefer to do it all at once especially if they have a very large washing machine or just spend one day doing laundry the point is is for me that helps keep me organized if that's not a system that works for you that's okay it doesn't have to work for you for me though because i have such a small washing machine that makes the most sense now regarding um the lady who asked me about um washing machines um and like using like doing more wash and, and using more detergent and you know all that kind of stuff well okay the washing machine does use water and it does take detergent um but i'm not actually washing any more than i really did before i just am spreading out the time because now the situation of what kind of washer i have is different so yes, I probably do use a little bit more detergent, but I, I don't fill the whole cap full because uh, I don't need a whole cap full of detergent in such a small washing machine. Um, and it does take electricity to do a load of laundry, but the thing is, is that 
it's the same whether I do it all at one day. And I find that my machine sort of gets tired if I do it all in one day. Um, and so I, I don't like to do that. Um, what I will say is the biggest energy sucker is the dryer. So a lot of things I don't dry. Obviously, I dry towels. I dry socks. I dry underwear. But like all of my clothes, I hang up and let them dry on the rack. I, I hardly ever dry our clothing, like clothing, clothing, like um, shirts and pants and skirts and that kind of stuff. Those I hang out on our, our drying rack and I let them dry, especially um, in the summer um, when it's hot in the house anyways. And in the winter, um, usually I have the heaters on in one of the room. I put the... The, <laughs> I put the laundry rack underneath the heater and then it just, uh, it helps it dry a little bit faster and it's not quite so hard. Um, those are places, that's the, where you can really save energy is by, is by reducing the drying time. Um, or like, let's say instead of washing, if you have a larger family, if you're going to hang up your shirts and your skirts and your pants for your family, then... Um, do a load of laundry that's just socks and underwear and then wash the clothes afterwards and then just put the socks and underwear in the washing machine and the dryer I mean and that that could be a saver for you I guess the point is is that you have to evaluate the method in which you are are doing this specific task and decide where you could actually save the electricity the water like it's not energy efficient to run a half empty load but if the loads are full every single time then what are you going to do like that's the amount of laundry your family is generating now where you can save is focus on the laundry that your family is generating so for example i know that <clears throat> i don't have to wash the skirt i wore every day i can hang it up on a hanger let it air out i use a fabric um, a linen spray that i a fabric spray that I, I make myself. Sometimes I buy one. Um, there's one that I really like. It's by a brand called Caldrea. I think you can get it at Whole Foods, but you can for sure get it at Amazon. Um, and um, I think that like when I spray my clothes, it's really like I just let them air out for a little bit longer. So like there's a zip-up jacket that I wear a lot of days on my way to the gym. Um, at the gym, I work out in like a t-shirt. It's, you know, there's nobody in the gym. And um, I wear on the way to the gym um, a zip-up jacket. I don't wash that every day. It's not sweaty. Even if I worked out in it, I have a shirt on underneath. So like what I'll do at the end of the day is I'll just hang it up and I'll spray it a little bit. And then maybe at the end of the week, I'll wash it. So I guess the point is, is like, um, I, I'm kind of embarrassed to say this, but my husband works in like a whole bunch of different offices. So he wears the same pair of pants and the same like shirt every single day for like as long as he can because nobody sees him. And he just changes like his undershirt and his underwear. And then um, like I'm not washing his, his jeans every week or his sweatshirt every week. Like I mean, I'm only washing it once a week. So that things like that cut down on our laundry. He basically walks from the house to his car and then from his car to his office and he does nothing else all day. And he's sitting in the air conditioning. So it's not like it's smelly and he's changing like the clothes underneath it. So like, think about that. Like where, where can you save? What can you let air out? 
The point is, is to reduce the laundry. Um, because we have a small washer, it sounds like, oh, doing laundry every day is like, oh, that's so much. But the truth is, is that it's just that we have a small washer. When I had a bigger washer, I really only did laundry once a week. When I had 25 washers available to me all at one time, I just did everything all at once and that was fine. Um, and I would stand in the laundry room for two hours and fold my clothes. But, um, and I would block out that amount of time. Like every Wednesday night, I would, I would, um, I would go downstairs, put it, like I would put it in like before we were eating dinner, when we were done eating dinner, I would go down and I would change it and put everything in the dryers. And then I would wait half an hour um, for the first setup part of the dryers to be done. And, and like, Tove, that's the way I did it. That's what it was available to me. So, so like I said, from the waste perspective, from the organization perspective, they're two different things. From the organization perspective, you have to find out what works for you. From the waste perspective, think about where you can cut down on the laundry, on the drying, um, making sure the loads are actually full, making sure you're using the right amount of um, the right amount of detergent. Um, those those are the those are the important um, you know parts of the laundry. So I hope that addressed the few questions that I got about that. Um, let's see. Um, Gitty says that um, she was motivated to organize and she got rid of a lot of things she wasn't using. She asked if, um, if there was a way to store handwritten um, recipes. Um, that's a really great question. I personally have four. I, I bought these like when I got married 15 years ago. Um, I bought a photo album. They're, they're plastic, you know, um, and each one is a different color. I have a red one, a yellow one, a blue one, and a green one. So in the blue and the red, obviously I have uh, dairy and meat, um, respectively. Uh, the yellow one I use for desserts, and the green one I use for side dishes. Um, mostly like parv. Um, and I just wrote all of my like recipes. Um, a lot of times now I'm lazy, so if I see a recipe like in a magazine, I just clip it out and slide it into the photo page. Um, and that's what I do. Now I know a lot of my clients like the full um, plastics from a binder, um, sheet protectors, and to put them in a binder like that, that works too. Um, I'm open to hearing other ladies' suggestions and I'll be happy to talk about those. Um, I think that um, there's a lot of ways to do it. That's just the way I do it. If that doesn't seem like it jives for you, call me back um, and let me know. Um, someone from Lakewood called me to tell me um, that she wants to know about children's clothing. She has a six-month-old and um, she wants to know what to store uh, where to store it in your home, what's the best system to store it in. So this will depend entirely on what your home looks like. I can't speak to a specific way to store in your home. I have one client who has bins because she has a completely empty closet in her basement and we bought bins and we just sorted it by size and everything's in a bin. For people who are tight on space, those space saver vacuum bags, 
those are really good thing. But the best way to do it is to only keep the very best pieces that you know you would definitely want to pass on to another child. Get rid of everything else and sort it out by size. Um, <clears throat> for babies, it's less of an issue, I feel like, between boy clothes and girl clothes. I feel like you can always wear a onesie no matter what it is. And like if you have a few neutral pieces, you can start with that and it can go on throughout many babies' life, lifestyles. If everything is white or if everything is yellow, um, then it really doesn't make a difference what the gender of the baby is. Um, but I have other friends who just, um, they don't care. <laughs> the boys are wearing the girl stuff or the girls are wearing the boy stuff. It's all interchangeable to them because they're babies, so who cares? Um, but the actual way you store will really depend on what you have in your home. So um, please, if you want to know something specific, um, call me back and tell me like the way your home is set up. So I want to just go back to the washing machine for one minute. Um, one other thing that I use in the dryer, actually the dryer, um, is I use something called dryer balls. Uh, they have like spiky end, end, ends on them. They are plastic. Um, they're, they're silicone, actually, I believe, um, which actually silicone is different than plastic um, in terms of recycling and its lifespan and how it um, evap uh, erodes into the environment or decomposes into the environment. Um, anyways, these balls help circulate air more into the clothing as they're drying so it makes your dryer more efficient. Um, you could use a regular tennis ball in there, put in two or three tennis balls, new, clean ones, and it will basically do the same thing. You can get the dryer balls in Whole Foods, you could probably get them in Target, um, and I really find that they are helpful and save, save on the drying time. Um, I want to talk about the lady who has a day camp in her basement. She has um, a system for supplies, arts and crafts. She has two very long shelves. Um, I think I did speak about her, but for some reason this voicemail was on my list again. So um, if I didn't speak about her, um, great. If I did speak about her and you're hearing this again, I'm very sorry. But the, the from an organizational perspective, it's worthwhile to repeat this because I think um, I can't bring this home to you guys enough, to you ladies enough, is that um, when you're organizing, get rid of the stuff that's really junk and group like items together. So if you have a lot of tongue depressors, if you have a lot of pipe cleaners, if you have a lot of scissors, all the glue, all those things should be put together in the same bin. Label each bin so everybody can pull it down. When you're cleaning up, Make sure it gets sorted and put away on the bin in the right way because, honestly, that's the best way to do it. Depending on how tall the drawers are, you could get um, drawer sorters for in between the shelves. I mean, depending on how high the shelves are, how much space is in between the shelves, um, you could also get sorters that are drawers, not just bins, for smaller items that are more um, delicate. Um, so, let's see. What do you do with old household items that you aren't using anymore? How do you pass it on? Don't, don't just throw them away. That was one of the questions. How do you pass it on? Um, don't, don't just throw things away. Um, you can pass them on to charity shops. You can pass them on. They don't have to be Jewish charity shops. There's usually more non-Jewish ones. Um, you can... Um, offer it to a friend who you think might be in need. A lot of 
groups have, a lot of communities have like buy, sell, swap groups on um, the internet and you could try um, swapping through one of those groups, listing your item on one of those groups. Um, and, um, or there's, or there's recycling bins all around. I mentioned this before, but in most, uh, near most gas stations or par mall parking lots, there are bins that um, will take clothing recycling. Um, the thing is, is that um, I was looking at this really interesting photo essay a few hours ago, actually, where a photographer saved his trash for four years. Um, plastic bottles, newspapers, magazines, toilet paper rolls, whatever, food packaging, medicine containers. And if you think about it, it was really, really a lot of trash. I mean, looking at the pictures, it was overwhelming to me. And the thing is, is obviously we don't, most of us, don't live with trash around our house. Um, and we get rid of the trash. But what we're really not thinking about is, where does our trash go? So this question that I'm getting a lot, which is, where do I put, uh, where do I get rid of things that I don't want anymore? Um, it's true. We should get rid of the things that we're not using that we don't want. And actually, a lady called me with a beautiful, beautiful analogy that I'm going to tell you. I'm going to just interrupt my thought for one minute. She said, um, Hashem changes the seasons. In the spring, the flowers bloom. In the fall, the leaves fall down. And then they come back again. And we have faith that this system always works, that Hashem is going to always bring the change of the seasons. And that we, the, just like nature needs to renew itself, we also need to renew ourselves. Um, and that's really a beautiful concept. And I love that idea. Clear your clutter. Renew yourself. Get rid of the things that are holding you back, weighing you down. Keep making you clean your house more. But also, don't bring them into your home in the first place. Um, we, we have this tendency to take things because they're free or because they're cheap. But we should only really take things that we need. Um, be careful about mail coming into your house even about papers that your kids are bringing home. Um, it's, it's a big deal. Um, it's funny, I went to a chiropractor and I, in Israel, you must get a receipt. It's the law, you have to give the receipt. The client doesn't have to accept it. So I asked him, I said, could you please email me the receipt? And he said, sure. And I said, great. And the thing is, is it's true that it sits in my email box and there is the idea of digital clutter. But it's not one more piece of paper that I've generated to sit around my house waiting for six months till I finally throw it away or file it away in my tax folder so that I can take it as a payment, like take it off on my taxes in the, in the fall, in the spring. Like, the point is, is I'm careful about what I bring into my house. Um, the other day, uh, my husband hurt his knee and he can't walk. And Baruch Hashem, he's okay and it wasn't worse, but um, we just didn't really have very much food in the house. <laughs> and uh, so I went to pick up some food for us. And um, I picked up the salads for us. And of course, they came in plastic containers. And he was very surprised that I actually brought home the bag that they supplied from the store and that I didn't use my own bag. I said, well, this bag is paper. 
and I actually took out all the silverware and the salad dressings that they sent because we didn't need them. I left them there at the restaurant and told them to reuse it and they were fine with that and they said they would reuse it. It was all wrapped up in plastic anyways. It's just like a thing they drop in, drop out. It's fine. And honestly, I'm looking at this bag sitting here right now on my table and I'm so mad at myself for bringing home the bag because now I have to deal with one more bag. Like, okay, it sounds so stupid, but like, it really, it, it bothers me. Like, it's just one more thing I have to think about disposing of. And this is the key, in my opinion, to being organized is when you don't have to think, when you take a decision off your plate, when you take an action item off your plate, it makes, um, it makes your life better. <laughs> if I didn't have to think about this stupid bag, it would be so much better. So, um, yeah, uh, that's, um, that's that. Um, okay. SD also called me and asked me about a protective plastic covers for shoulders. Are they necessary? Do you need them? Um, if you're having clothes that you're storing for a long time that you're not wearing, I say chuck them. Um, if you need to store certain clothes, like maybe it's a winter dress and you're storing it all summer, I like to buy from the container store. Um, they are canvas bags. They either come in the half, just shoulder protectors, or they come in a full bag. Um, the, the problem with the plastic ones, like you mentioned, is that they do have a tendency to stick together, but they do make canvas ones, which are actually better for your clothing because it allows the clothing to breathe, but it does keep the dust off the shoulders if you do live in a dusty area. Um, Becky called me and told me she binge-listened binge to all of 15 episodes, um, and she said, Chad Pami saves energy. Um, Chad Pami does not save energy, okay? I don't really want to talk about Chad Pami anymore. <laughs> it is what it is. If you use it, you use it. If you don't use it, you don't use it. But actually, I did get one other question from Miri about aluminum baking trays. So I'm just going to deal with the Chad Pami in like an overall situation because it's a misnomer. In order to make plastic plates, you need to use an enormous amount of petroleum um, to make the plates and then you need to ship the plates and then they get thrown away and they get driven someplace to be thrown away and then they sit in a landfill where they don't decompose and they um, they don't they create a harmful gas for the environment okay if Hashem gives us Chad Pami, beseder. Hashem gives us Chad Pami. Hashem gives us the internet but not all of you ladies use the internet so Hashem is giving us things, and yes, I believe that there is a time and place for Chad Pami. But, like I said, when I use Chad Pami, I use totally compostable plates, and I compost the plates. So, if you have to use Chad Pami, make better choices about the Chad Pami. Pick paper over plastic, pick compostable over paper. But also realize that Chad Pami doesn't save you energy. From a zero-waste perspective, it's better to wash your dishes in water. Water is a renewable resource. It recycles itself um, because we have water treatment facilities, especially in America and in Israel. In a third world country, yes, okay, maybe Chad Pami is better. But actually, I still don't think it's better, even if water is not a precious resource. I still don't think it's better to use Chad Pami. But if you're concerned about water and the expense of water, then you're doing your dishes wrong. What you should be doing is getting a basin, filling it with water, dump I, what I like to do is I give everything a quick rinse and I sort of sort of just dump it on the side and then I soap everything up and um, 
Like what I do Friday afternoon is I put a hot basin of water in my sink. I soap everything up, I dump it in the water, and I let it just sit there, and, and then I continue to soap everything up, and then I do like sort of just a quick rinse with the cold water. Um, and I do this during the week too when I have a lot of dishes to wash. I soap everything up first, and then I rinse it off. Um, that saves a ton of water. You would be surprised how much water you can dump by leaving the water on. I mean, ladies, let's be honest, when you're brushing your teeth, are you, um, are you uh, leaving the water on when you brush your teeth? Shut the water off. It's the same thing. If you're worried about water, if you're coming back to me and saying it's water, that's the issue, then, you know, that's not an issue. We're not careful about water in other ways of our life. So when you're really careful about the water, then we can talk about how water is an issue with washing dishes. But the truth is, is that water will recycle itself. The petroleum will never, ever get a chance to recycle itself if it goes back into a landfill. And the Facilities to recycle Chad Pami are just not there yet. And so for right now, if you need to use Chad Pami, use Chad Pami, but make the best choice. Um, and that goes on to what um, Miri says in that she uses aluminum pans to get ready for Shabbos. And she makes her kugel in one and her other kugel in one and another fish in another. Um, I don't use aluminum pans for Shabbos. <laughs> um, the only time I use aluminum pans is um, on Pesach, and then I try to reuse them as much as possible during Pesach. Um, and that's simply because I just don't have the storage space to... I don't actually have the dishes to store. And actually, I said to my husband this year that I think I'm going to go out and buy a few new pieces just to store for Pesach so I don't have to use the Chad Pami. Um, my husband bakes a cake almost every Shabbos, not this Shabbos, sadly, because he can't stand up, but, um, and he loves to bake, and so he makes a cake every Shabbos. We have a pan that he uses every single week. Um, I buy the long Pyrex dishes, and I just bake my chicken in there, or um, actually in Israeli ovens, um, they come with trays that have, like, that are deep. So I actually just bake right in there, and I have a silicone, um, sheet that I can line my my oven trays with um, so that it makes cleanup a lot easier and like all the juices and stuff don't stick to it. That has made things so much easier. All you have to do is rinse it off. You can even put it in the dishwasher. Um, but yeah, I either use Pyrex or I use the trays from my oven. Um, and um, before, I did as much as possible with parchment paper. I buy the compostable parchment paper, and I just I put it in my composter. Miri, I don't know where you live, but if composting um, in your neighborhood is possible, then I suggest switching to a Pyrex dish, and if you're worried about the cleanup afterwards, use compostable um, parchment paper. Um, right, so I think that that covers... Um, most of what we, what the questions that I got, um, I just want to say that I hope everybody has a very organized week. Again, I apologize for the error from last week. Um, please let me know your questions. Um, I, I really want to hear them. Um, I want you all to remember Hashem keeps you organized. Um, and I want you to make good choices about your waste because honestly, what you bring into your home 
firsthand relates to, to the clutter that you create and you just can't organize clutter. So remember, Hashem keeps me organized. Remember that it's a journey. You don't have to be at your goal yet. You just need to be on the path. And part of the fun of getting there is the journey. So enjoy the decluttering. Take um, pride in your accomplishments. Um, feel good about the success you've had so far. Uh, feel good about the goals that you're making um, and the improvements that you're making. And even if you're not at a place where you can make an improvement, um, just <coughs> excuse me, just thinking about where you can improve is an improvement. So good luck. Have a great week. Um, and I will see you on the next or speak to you on the next episode of Journey to Organization. I'm Rebecca Saltzman from Balagon Be Gone. Looking forward to speaking to you all soon.